the one who is truly bankrupt is. You know who that is. And they responded, you know, as many of us, we may think that the one who is truly bankrupt is the one, they have no worldly possessions, they have no, you know, wealth, they have no money. And the Prophet you know, to keep it short, to paraphrase, is the one who takes the rights of others. You know, he backed with this person, he slandered this person, he took the rights of this person in this way, he hit this one. And so this is from the, the subhanAllah, is from the easiest of sins. How often do we find ourselves when we're in, in gatherings and we're talking about other people? We're, we're, we're sitting in a group of five, six people and we're talking about someone who's not even here. And we find ourselves even in the month of Ramadan, we're doing so. And so let us safeguard our tongue. You know, in one famous hadith of Prophet in which he was, you know, talking to Mu'ad radiallahu anhu, when Mu'ad radiallahu anhu asked him about something that will take him to Jannah. You know, oh Rasulullah, teach me something that will take me to Jannah. And the Prophet said, you know, he went over the obligations of the deen, you know, talking about praying your salawat, you know, giving your zakat, fasting in the month of Ramadan. And at the end of this long narration, Prophet he grabs his tongue and he says, take care of this. He says, hold on to this. As many of the companions of the Abu Bakr he said that he used to often put a rock under his tongue so that it would restrict him from speaking. And he said that this tongue has gotten me into trouble more times than it has benefited me. And so nowadays, it's this, you know, it's a good characteristic to be broad, to be bold, to be harsh, to be someone who's outspoken, to be the one who is talkative, to be the one who is, you know, who's always, is, the, is the life of the party, the one who, you know, everyone goes to, he's talking, he, he knows what he's saying. But this is, you know, from amongst the best qualities to be someone who is quieter in speech. This is what they say that Luqman was, someone who rarely spoke. To only speak when it's beneficial, to only speak when you need to say something. So what else? So what else? Let's do it, inshallah, two more and then we'll... Trying to focus on your concentration during salah. This is huge. How many salah have we prayed? How many times? We pray five times a day and how many times are we actually benefiting from our prayer? When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala discusses and talks about those who are successful Successful are the believers The first quality, the first trait that he mentions If you have attained that, you have attained khushur You have attained sincerity and consciousness in your prayer Then you are amongst those who are successful This is something that I'm sure many, very few of us we can say We know it's easy for us to doze off during our salah To not be attentive To not have that attentiveness and focus in our salah and as Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa taught us that, that sometimes we pray our salah, but we don't even reap and attain the reward of the full salah itself. Right? Sometimes you'll get half of that reward. You'll get a third of that reward, a quarter of that reward because of the quality and the way that you perform your salah. So as much as we're praying this month, you're praying 20 rakahs, 8 rakahs, you're praying to hajjah too, you're praying your witr, you're praying your salah in the masjid. Try to make that intention of increasing, increasing your khushur. And there are many ways there are many ways for us to do so. One of, you know, SubhanAllah, one of the brothers he was mentioning that one of the ways that I try to improve my khushu' and my salah is that when I stand, when I come to the salah, I make sure that I enter the salah with my right foot. Not enter the masjid with my right foot. When I stand, I make sure that I come down with my right foot first. And what is that doing? It's in, from the second that you start your salah, it's imprinting this consciousness into you. That I know which foot I'm starting with. I'm starting with my Allahu Akbar. You, you tell yourself, you set yourself this intention. Maybe you verbally say this intention. Is it required? No, maybe not. But you're telling yourself, you're getting yourself in that mindset that I'm going to pray my salah for this intention. This is the salah that I'm praying. And you tell yourself every rakah that I'm trying to attain taqwa. Okay, one more and then inshallah ta'ala I'll pass it over to khairu. Let's do one more. What is someone trying to work on this Ramadan or to cut out this Ramadan? 
have better companionship, surround yourself with better people, with people who we always say that you should surround yourself with company that is better than you, that you view as better than you. So this prompts you and, and, and forces you to improve your own character, to increase you in knowledge, to surround yourselves in those gatherings amongst others where when you leave that gathering, you're thinking about what was said. You're trying to remember what was said that was good. You're trying to remember and benefit. And you know, subhanAllah, you're exchanging hadith, you're exchanging ayat of the Quran, you're increasing yourselves in knowledge. And this is something that many people, you know, the subhanAllah, they will be, is, is a source of regret. Knowing and realizing the time that they spend with others who did not benefit them. A source of regret that will even follow them to the day of judgment. That people, they will come on the day of judgment and they will be biting their fingernails out of regret. Oh my Lord, oh Allah, I wish I did not take this person as Khalil as my close friend. And that those, the, the people they, on the Day of Judgment, they will be enemies towards one another, except for those who have taqwa, who are conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So from amongst the best things that we can do, as we mentioned in the beginning, to not only this Ramadan, but outside the month of Ramadan, as we enter and exit this month of Ramadan, if Allah gives us life, is to surround ourselves with company that is righteous, that reminds us of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inshallah khairu will continue from here, and if need be, inshallah ta'ala, we will continue towards the end of the da'wana. Alhamdulillah, What's up, everybody? How you guys doing? Mashallah, every single time I come here, I'm just flabbergasted, surprised, and awe because, subhanAllah, you guys make me realize that no matter how big a masjid is, no matter how fancy a chandelier is, no matter how nice and soft a carpet is, no matter how tall the mihrab is, at the end of the day, all that matters is the presence of the brothers and sisters. So every single time I come here, mashallah, I was here last year for the halaqa, one of the first halaqas, and we, mashallah, just look at each other, you know? Just soak it in, subhanAllah. Uh, 11, what, 20 now, and you guys, mashallah, only a couple of you are sleeping. So, alhamdulillah, that's good. So, if you guys know me, what I do is I, I like to engage a lot, just like Brother Omar has done so. Um, I'm going to actually take his question and I'm going to flip it. But before I do so, just so I know you guys were uh, paying attention to what he said. Since we've entered the gates of Ramadan uh, by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the first question to you guys, uh, what advantage does that put us into? And from which group can we be compared to? And maybe even because of our intention, inshallah, uh, have a greater status. So just if you guys remember what Brother Omar said, anybody just, you can just scream, scream it out. Which group of people, just by being, being able to have this opportunity to enter the month of Ramadan, which group of people that every single one of you guys here today, sister and brother, young one and old one, which group of people now have you have an advantage over, inshallah? Do you guys understand the capacity of that statement? You guys know what martyrs are, right? Yeah. Tell me. The brother said he doesn't know. Which is funny because he came to us before the halakha. He was questioning us like left and right. Brother, tell us this, tell us that, mashallah. <laughs> so what were you going to say? Martyr is somebody that dies in an accident like a sahaba, is it shahid, shahid or something? Mm -hmm. like, can it only be a sahaba? No, no, no. 
Okay. It, it can happen to anybody at any time. Okay. Like if there's a car accident. Okay. Or like a bomb explodes. Okay. In an area you like, you don't know what to do. Okay. Like you know it, it can happen. I'd be running, brother. I know what to do. Wish <laughs> <laughs> I lost. All right, one of you guys. I see some of you guys are excited. Putting your hands up, both hands up. All right, go ahead. Uh, you go. You go ahead, and then I'll go to the brother behind you. A man who dies by the name of Islam. Okay, Allah. Okay, and the one behind you. Can you speak a little bit uh, lower so I can hear you? I'm just joking. Just voice up a little bit for the sake of Allah. And okay, anybody want to add anything? Yeah, pretty much all you guys are right. The one who dies in the battlefield protecting this dean, the one who dies from stomach cancer, the one who dies you know, in a car accident, the one who dies on a Friday night, the one who dies um, you know, from, I mentioned the stomach disease, the one who drowns. Uh, I think there's hadith on fire as well, dying on fire. So there's, huh? Okay, yeah, some building, if a building falls on you, some scholars say that could also include car accidents and whatnot. Okay, so by just entering the month of Ramadan, which you guys haven't really done anything except kept breathing by the will of Allah, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you another opportunity. So you're telling me that just by entering the gates of Jan I mean gates of paradise, that I get a position that might be higher in the market. That's a huge thing. Uh, just on a lighter note, today a brother messaged me. And uh, you know, uh, Omar was talking about how we need to spend more, less time on the phone. <coughs> Yeah, and also depends on how what you're doing with the phone as well, right? So if you're reading the Quran on it, if you're uh, you know taking notes, and some of you guys, inshallah, use your notes because I'm gonna ask you a question, inshallah, that will change your Ramadan forever, inshallah, not just this Ramadan. So use your notes, use your phone. But it's funny because th this is a medium, a platform by which and through which we also spread goodness. But it was really funny in the morning today, uh, elderly uh, brother, he messaged me. And he wanted to congratulate me and uh, say, you know, Ramadan Kareem and whatnot. But he said, uh, um, uh, congratulations, right? Eid Mubarak. And uh, he just forwarded a message, I guess, or something like that. You know how people just forward messages and whatnot. So I replied back to him, brother, that was, mashallah, very, sh wherever you are, you know, that was, that was a very short Ramadan. Uh, I ask that, you know, Allah accept your Ramadan and that you celebrate this day and keep us in your prayers. And then he later he messaged back, he said, I'm sorry, it was forwarded. But we can spread goodness as well, right? Brother's intent was to, you know, uh, whatever it was, sometimes you send it to 50 people, 100 people, sometimes you don't even know what you're saying. But alhamdulillah, so we can use it for good reasons. Brother Omar mentioned something else too about family, because one of the brothers said that he wants to work on that. Let me put this in perspective, okay? Today we got about 100 kids over here, mashallah. If I were to ask you, do you still have your parents alive? Most of you guys. Actually, let's do this experiment right now. How many of you guys have both parents alive? Raise your hands. And look around. Everybody look around. Keep your hands up. Okay. How many of you guys have only one parent alive? Okay. And how many of you guys don't have any parents alive? Okay, so subhanAllah, I don't know if, this, if the sisters are raising their hand or not, but um, that's none of you here. SubhanAllah. Okay, so let me change your perspective a little bit. 2019, I spent my Ramadan with the Rohingya kids in Bangladesh, in the Rohingya camp, Kutubalam camp. About one million Rohingya refugees. 
about 40,000 of, 40, of those kids, imagine I was asking them the same question, 40,000 of them would raise their hands and say they have no parents. So when Omar asks you and tells you about that Quranic verse that every single one of us knows, we heard it in the khutbah, we heard it in the halaqah, right? Right after shirk, right after understanding tawheed, the next thing is your parents. So I just want you guys to realize that that picture is real. So right off the bat, you realize what opportunity is left for you. SubhanAllah, when I was in third grade, I left the classroom and I was fasting. And how old are you when you're in third grade? Anybody, any third grader here? I'm forgetting. Tell me how old. Nine? Is that, is that right? Nine years old? So, nine or eight, right? Okay. So maybe you should start fasting, maybe now. Anyways, I was fasting that day. And then, um, I left the room and I told my teacher I gotta, I gotta go out and the teacher knew I was fasting. And so I was looking left and right. I went to a water fountain. Yeah. And I was looking right at the water fountain and I was just about to grab some water because nobody's watching me. That's one of the specialties of uh, fasting, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Nabi Sallallahu mentions that fasting is between you and who? Allah. Everything else you can kind of, you know, but fasting is because you can take uh, a drink or you can take a biscuit real quick and nobody would even know. Go to the closet, do what you need to do. I'm sure you guys are not doing that, inshallah. Okay? So I'm right in front of the water fountain. And I never shared this even with my family and friends. So subhanAllah, you guys are lucky. I was just about to go for that water. And I look back and I see my third grade teacher looking at me and smiling. And she didn't even say anything. So I slowly stepped back and I went to the classroom. And she just looked at me and smiled because she knew I was fasting. This is an example of a non-Muslim, a teacher, who, who showed the Muslim how things are supposed to be in Ramadan. Some of your brothers are laughing, but you know what? The reality is, because we've been told this month is to gain taqwa, is to increase our God consciousness. And these are exactly, if I were to ask you some moments in Ramadan where you are just about to lose it, where you're just about to say something you're not supposed to, where you're just about to do something that you're not supposed to. And then all of a sudden, no matter where you are, you remember the hadith of the Prophet that just fear Allah because wherever you are, He sees you. And so, just like Brother Omar said that Ramadan is a month of Qur'an. Ramadan is when the Qur'an was sent down to us. Ramadan is a month of dhikr. Ramadan is a month where we find uh, the opportunity to worship one night equal to one, more than 1,000 nights. But I want you guys to remember this for the rest of your life. Ramadan is a month where you finally say to shaitan, I'm better than you. And I was reminded this during Fajr prayer when Omar was leading today. And one of the verses he recited, what's the verse where Shaitan says, I'm better than you? Everybody, anybody remember this verse? Who, raise your hands. Okay, go ahead, bro. You right there. What's your name? Yeah. You did raise your hands, right? Were you scratching something? Okay, go ahead. 
Oh, you're just doing this. Okay. I wasn't here, but it still got so do you know the verse, uh, the, the translation to that? Shaitani said that I am better than you, Adam, because I was created from fire and he was created from clay. And not only was he mistaking in this chemical composition debate between uh, him being better than Adam and challenging Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because as scholars mention so many reasons why fire is not actually as strong as the clay. You put water on fire, it goes away. You put water on clay, you can make your dreams come true, right? You can build stuff from there. So not only was he uh, a really bad chemist, um, but at this moment, you know, subhanAllah, I realized when he was praying this, two things I realized. Ramadan is a time to say to shaitan, we are better than you. It's just a reminder. And number one is that when you look back in the nation beginnings of our, in the beginnings of man, of insan, when shaitan denied Adam's, the prostration to Adam, when shaitan denied Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's obedience, when shaitan denied the fact that it was a creation so beautifully created, and to respect it, what shaitan also actually denied is the potentiality of man. Why do I say this? Every single night in the month of Ramadan when you stand behind an Imam, whether it be Omar or somewhere else, or someone else, know that it is a living miracle being manifested right in front of you. Shaitan denied the potentiality of man, of where he can go, of what he can become. Allah knew that. But Shaitan was challenging that. And so today, Around the world you have Kuffat reciting the Qur'an and having the whole Qur'an in their heart. Can anybody be better than man or a woman or a brother or a sister or a young fellow who has the Qur'an in their heart? Absolutely not. And now I want to ask you this question that I hope for as long as you live, for however many Ramadans you get, I'm going to kind of ask the same question Omar is asking you, but I'm going to switch it around. And for those who have a notebook, your iPad, your phone, I want you to please write this. Do me one favor. I want you to write this question down. Okay? Everybody got their phone? Anybody got their gadgets or whatever you have? I want you to write this question down, inshallah. And when you have a chance, I want you to ask this to your to your family members, to your friends, wherever you go, okay? If this Ramadan was my last, how would I spend it? Similar to what Omar is asking, what are you gonna do different this Ramadan? But I kind of flipped the question so you, so you guys realize something. Just like Brother Omar said, there were many people with us last year. There were many people with us just a couple of days ago. There were many people just weeks ago. They didn't know they were going to leave before Ramadan. That's called Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all of our Muslim brothers and sisters, those who have left this world, that He have them celebrate in Barzakh and that He combine them with their families and friends, inshallah, the highest heights of paradise. Say Ameen. 
Everybody got that question? Because I'm going to, in my last 10 minutes, I'm going to have some live coaching session right now, inshallah, with a couple of brothers, all right? So everybody understand that question? Can someone repeat it back to me? Go ahead, bro. Okay, perfect. Now we got, do we got any challengers? Or do we got anyone to take up the challenge? Everybody's in deep thought? Or are you guys just falling asleep? Okay, go ahead, bro. Pray every salah like it's my last. Pray every salah like it's your last. Can I just poke you a little bit there? Okay. If this was your last Ramadan, would praying every salah as if was your last would be the only thing you would do? Oh, no. Okay, so tell me. Excuse my poking, okay? But I just want you to start thinking, okay? More than just the surface level stuff. Of course, pray every salah as if your last. What else would you do if this was your last? You would ignore everybody else in your house and say, hey guys, I'm praying this salah as if my last. It's my last month of Ramadan. Be quiet, sis. It's my last month. No, mother, I can't do this for you. What else would you do? Spend time on what? PS4? No, no, no. Spend time with my family. Okay. Spend time with your family. Go to the masjid as much as I can. Go to the masjid as much as you can. Okay. All right. Go ahead, bro. Settle any disputes. Settle any disputes. Now, might that take you more than a month? Possibly. Possibly. So where am I getting at right now? You got only a month. I'm saying that it needs to start today. Right? And when you have this perception that this might be my last month, and there are things that transcend this month, meaning fights that I got into. Well, the high school brother that I always made fun of and I made him cry. It was, a, it was a funny joke to me. But he still has animosity in his heart because of me. And I no longer can find this brother anymore. I don't know where he went. So now I gotta look up and speak to scholars on how can I literally get my forgiveness from him. Some serious stuff. What else, brothers? Go ahead, bro. Read lots of Quran, okay? Lots of it, mashallah. Mashallah, it's amazing. Okay, bro, go ahead. Yeah, that's you. you. Uh, say it a little bit louder. Okay, do as much as tawbah as you can. As much as tawbah as you can. Okay, perfect. Yeah, there was brother, I'm going to come right back to you. There's brother all the way in the back. You're, you're pretty much inside the cabinet. Yep, go ahead, bro. Be who? As charitable, okay, yep, one of the things that the people say when they get on the day of judgment, resurrected, uh, when they're resurrected, they say, send me back to this life so I can give more, subhanAllah. Be as, okay, charitable as you can. Now, let me be honest with you guys. Is it just one or two things that you guys would do in the month of Ramadan? Let's be honest. This is why I ask you this question. It's a profound question if you really think about it. And I had you write it down so you guys, inshallah, next time you meet me, you can give me that paragraph or that essay of this is exactly what. I would do if this was my last Ramadan. There should be a lot of things on that paper. There should be a lot of notes in that in that notepad you have in your phone. Go ahead, bro. And I'm going to come to you. I know. I... Make hajj. Make hajj. Mashallah. 
I've never seen someone do Hajj during Ramadan. MashaAllah, Allah Akbar. One of my first khutbahs, I got so excited. And uh, I got so excited, I said in the khutbah uh, about, you know, when you're Paj, when you go to Hajj twice in the same year. And you remind me of that, bro. So, inshallah. So, what he meant was uh, not during Ramadan, but during Hajj season, mashallah. Okay. Uh, what else, bro? Dua. Dua? Alright, give me a give me a dua you'll make, bro. Let's get a little personal over here. Something that something's bothering you right now, or something you want, or something. And I'm gonna give you a tip that I share with some people on my Facebook, and I think you guys will use it for the rest of your life, inshallah. But tell me what type of dua. Forgiveness. Forgiveness for you and who else? Your family. Also, my brother Samir was laughing, asking for forgiveness for him too, inshallah. Okay, here's a dua tip that you guys can use. Yeah, write this down. I see brother Spence going. Okay. When you get bored of dua, and when you keep repeating your duas, and when you've gone through every single dua in the Quran, and when you've gone through the dua in the hadith, and when you've gone through all the duas that our grandmothers make up, and when you've been through all the duas, that, you know, here's a tip that you can use. Make every single ayah of the Quran a dua. You will never, ever. And I want someone to give me. I want someone to give me a a, a practical example. Take an ayah from the Quran, and I can tell you, guarantee you that you can make it into a dua. Someone, go ahead, bro. What's an ayah from the Quran that you can do that? Any ayah. I challenge you right now. I got an answer for you. Give me an ayah. I can make it into a dua. I this brother is amazing. What's your name, bro? What's your name, bro? I'm taking you home tonight. <laughs> Ali Flam, what's your name? Your name is Ali Flam Mim too? Or Ali? Ali. Okay, mashallah. I have an answer for you. Oh Allah, you brought down these letters and you sent them to us, Ali Flam Mim, just to make us realize that we don't have all the knowledge in the world. Oh Allah, wisdom in itself is to understand that you hold all wisdom. So, just like you will give me reward, 10 rewards for reciting this arif, just like you will give me 10 rewards for reciting this lam, just like you will give me 10 rewards for reciting this meme, I want you to reward me for as long as I'm seeking your knowledge, even knowing that there are knowledge in this world that I'll never know. Oh Allah, accept it. Amin. His brother thought he got me stuck. MashaAllah. I love that answer, bro. Okay. Anybody else want to give me another ayah and then we'll go to my next question before we close off? Or are you guys dozing off? Should we end it right here? Okay, give me one more ayah. Let's, let's give someone else a chance and I'll come back to you if they don't raise their hands, if they're too scared. We got, we got a bunch of men over here, but actually they're scared. You know what I'm saying? So I'll get back to you. Go ahead. Anybody from the back? To the right? Okay, go ahead, bro. Okay. So give me that translation. What did he just say? Say it louder. Okay. You got the answer to that? 
Do you know what he said? Okay, anybody else? Did someone raise their hands? Samir? Okay, go ahead, bro. What did he say? I don't know, he's not even looking at me. Okay, so what's the ayah? Okay, what does it mean? Anybody? Is that right, Homer? The strategy. About the elephants, right? Okay, how can we make that into a dua, he said. I just gave you one, and it was probably one of the hardest ones, Ali Flamin. How can we make the ayah into a dua? Come on, guys, help me out. Go ahead, bro. Those people that were destroyed were wrongdoers, right? Okay. Don't go on that path. Okay. So make it, make the door right now. Like, how would you put it? Uh, I'm putting it on the spot. It's kind of hard. Ah, uh, yeah. I love doing that, bro. Um, you got, you're you there. 90% there. You just make okay. it into a door. Allah, don't put me on the wrong path. Keep me on the straight path. Okay. Okay. Okay, okay. okay, so you guys understand how every single verse in the Quran could be a door, right? Is that a good tip that you guys can go home with this Ramadan? Is that good? I got a lot of yeses. Mashallah. What you want to say, bro? Never mind? Okay. No problem. When we stand behind the Imam, the Ramadan, and when we experience the living Quran, and we, when we experience this miracle, I want you guys, when you come to the Salah broken, with a lot of things going on in your life, with too much schoolwork, with, you know, God forbid, you know, really bad arguments with your family members, and all this stuff, everything that's going on in your life, bad grades, this, all that, all this, all this worry and stuff like that, I want you to remember this one statement. The shaitan, what he did many, many, many years ago when he said, I'm better than you, he comes with that same statement. And he says, your sins are greater than you, i.e., I'm better than you. He says, your sins are greater than Allah's mercy, i.e., shaitan is better than you. He says that you'll never make it to 20 rakats. And he says, I'm better than you. And he says, you know what, you only did one page and it's been 15 days of Ramadan. I'm better than you because my whispers are, are better than you, right? And he'll give you every single reason for you to doubt your potentiality. He will say every single thing so you don't look within. Until he realizes he breaks your morals and he breaks your motivation and he sucks the life out of you. And even in the month of Ramadan, he's just, he's just shown himself that I'm better than you. But when you stand behind the Imam, when you come to the prayer, even if you miss the prayer, every single day, every single night, say to yourself, I'm better than you. And reach into yourself and figure this one last thing out that I'm going to ask you before I leave today. You talk to yourself and you say, if I were to actualize my potential this Ramadan, where would I be? And this is the last question I want to ask you. I want to ask someone who didn't say anything yet. If you were to take all your talents, all your good deeds, and all your skill sets, what and where would you be if you actualized that by the end of Ramadan? 
I want some brothers to answer this question. Where would you be if you actualized your skill set? Raise your hands, inshallah. Everybody's looking like, I don't have any skill set. Like, I don't have any goodness. You guys got so much in you. Anybody? Okay, what do you have in you, bro? MashaAllah, MashaAllah. The question is, the gift that you have inside you, how are you going to manifest that in the month of Ramadan? How will you make it come out in the month of Ramadan? You're going to keep smiling, right? That's a beautiful, beautiful gift, MashaAllah. One of the brothers, raise their hands, go ahead. Don't be scared, bro. We're all bros here. You need more time to think? Okay. There's about 75 of you guys. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah you. Can someone repeat what he said? Okay. All right. That's a good answer. But the next answer I want you guys to say by the end of month, by the end of the month of Ramadan, I'm going to be this, or I'm going to do this, or I'm, I have already committed this or that. So one of you brothers over here, stop looking at me and start talking to me. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead, bro. Whisper that. Say something about yourself. By the end of Ramadan, I will do. That you will do. That you will have become. More knowledgeable. So by the end of this month, I will become. You know it's silly, but psychologists and social workers, they say when you repeat certain things in front of the mirror, like you're speaking in front of a thousand people, then you can actually end up doing that. When you trust yourself and you believe me, look at how many brothers there are over here. None of you guys should be hesitating to tell me what you're going to become by the end of Ramadan. This is exactly when I say the shaitan comes to you in every single angle and he says, don't share your dreams with this brother. Don't share your vision with this brother, right? You don't have anything in you. I guarantee you and I challenge you and I say this one last thing. Every single last one of you guys here today have something within you. There's no way that you're a Muslim, that you're a mu'min and you have Allah as a Lord. There's no way that you have Prophet Muhammad as an example. There's no way that he took the boulder, he struck it, he said Allahu Akbar. And he said, I see it minhuna from here, the gates of Persia opening. And I see it from, I see I have the keys with me to the gates of Sana in Yemen. I have the gates of the keys of Damascus. There's no way 1,500 people are waiting for 10,000 mushriks to come and fight them in battle where they couldn't even go out to the bathroom because they were scared. There is no way that we follow a man وسلم, from that caliber that he motivated every single thing that moved in life, that he motivated every single young man, every sister, that he t turned a, a, a bark, of a, a tree into a member because this sister had a vision. She said, I want to see you when you give khutbah. So the Prophet ﷺ built this and he gave this as an example that when you stand, you stand tall and you speak to the people. There's no way that we have a man ﷺ and we have no vision. Because if you look back in the seerah and I challenge you to do this, every single aspect of the Prophet ﷺ life, you'll see that he is motivating, he is uplifting, he is inspiring and he is showing every single person that they have a gift. So after today, inshallah, when you go back, 
There will be no similar Ramadan. There will be no similar night and day. This will be the best Ramadan you have because this might be the last Ramadan you have. When you go back home, you smile at your sister and your brother that you're having problems with. When you go back home, you look into the mirror and you say that I will, I will do this by the end of Ramadan and I will make Allah happy. When you go back to school and you're having problems with this person or that person, you stand up straight and you smile at them and you be a better person. When you go back home and all your visions and dreams, you put them on the vision board, you write down in your notes and you say, I will do this because I am better than shaitan. Anybody have anything else to say before we leave today? Go ahead, brother. Shaitan said that like, uh, this is, I'm better than you know, the, the inside, the, pe uh, the people. Yes. Even the angels, yes. they were questioning whether if we were going to be good people. They were questioning yes. that we might be the people of corruption. Yes, and yes. So like us being here, example for, is a miracle, like you said. For Allah, Allah, Allah. That, that even the angels were questioning us. Allah. So, so this is a even greater miracle. You know? Allah. Yeah. Allah. Mashallah. Any other comments and concerns before we leave? We went over five minutes, but anybody look at you guys. You guys are almost a hundred deep today, mashallah. Right? You're gonna go back and you're not gonna be the same person. Okay? Who's gonna go back and be the same person? Alright, who's gonna go back with the vision and dream now? Some of you guys are scared of that. It's like Shaitan's pulling down your hand, right? It's like ah no good. Who's gonna go back home with the vision and dream? When I see you guys next year, inshallah, some of you guys will be in the highest heights of your career. Some of you guys have just ended high school. Some of you guys are just getting into high school. Some of you guys are getting into the best colleges. Some of you guys will be professional athletes. Some of you guys are already hafad. Some of you guys will be doing the greatest thing in the world. And that only starts today. Jazakumullah khair wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.